What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. That's HAM in the numeral one. Download the SeatGeek app. Get tickets on SeatGeek. Get $10 off when you use the code HAM. And go to untuckit.com, promo code HAM for 20% off. Now to the segment. Seahawks Rams as it relates to the Niners. There's so many different things we could talk about from that game. My first thing watching the game was, God, when you watch an NFL game with elite-level quarterback play, and that's what that game had, I thought, Goff, I don't care if McVay tells him what to do from the sidelines. Like, someone's still got to throw the football. That guy made some incredible throws. But if you told me right now you had a snake draft with one other team for everybody in the NFL, would you rather be the guy that picks number one and takes Mahomes or be the guy that picks number two and picks number three? Because I think you could make the case. I'd, I would go Russell number two, and then I would take my third pick and feel like I can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and whoever else you get. That guy's amazing. You're saying like you'd take Khalil Mack or something with the third pick? Yeah, I'm saying I'd go like like Russell and then – you know Travis Kelsey or a, whoever Khalil Mack. Are you, are you talking fantasy? Or are you talking real football? I'm talking right? real football. I'm there's two, two GMs get to pick all the players. Do you want well, the first I, pick? See, or the I think I would go. Game? I'd go with Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. I'll just take Mahomes and then I'll get whoever you don't take. Well, exactly. There's a way to blow that up pretty quickly. But but you what just, you could what here about this guy? But yeah, I'm going a little off topic. What if you went Mahomes one and then what if I went Aaron Donald Khalil Mack? You're going to take two quarterbacks, and then boom, I'll just get either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. There you go. I would take Russell, John, right now is. He was awesome. I mean, all the guy does is throw dimes when the world is collapsing around him. I mean, he's just. Like, I watch that guy, and I think that is somebody who is. I mean, his. his you know what? His, one of his elite skills is confidence. Obviously, Mahomes has it too. But Russell's seen a lot and is just. His deep ball accuracy is incredible. The throw he's the only, to lock he, he's it. He's the oh only scrambler. That I've ever seen that is not really out of control as he's scrambling behind the line of scrimmage and in the pocket. He's just very under control. Coward said something this morning that I guess that he told him once that he used to run at mall crowds when he was like five or six <laughs> into the crowd and try to avoid people. 
but whatever it is, like there is some natural instinct that n- most people do not have. That now, is, does it help? I, I believe that, but I don't. I, I love that that is like presented as like this is part of how he. Like, what if he'd been a second baseman? How did that still help him? <laughs> does it help his elusiveness that he's smaller? Or do you think if he was 6'5 and moved the same way, would he be any less easy to grab? I mean, there would be more body to grab. I think part of it is just his stature. He's so small and strong. So, like, arm tackles. You saw a couple times Aaron Donald, you're like, oh, he's going to kill, and then he just falls off him because you can't really grab him with one arm. Listen, I mean, I'm pretty confident. I think most people are, and he's the betting favorite. Mahomes is going to win the second MVP. Back-to-back MVPs for the first time since, like, Manning. You know, it's it's happened a small amount of times in our lifetime. Favre did it one time. And Mahomes is going to be worthy of it. But I do think he has, like, a worthy adversary right now. That, you know, the last couple years in basketball, there's been a clear couple guys, right? The one year Steph won back-to-back. It was like, well, Harden had an excellent year, and he did. You know, the couple years with Harden and Russ, and last year with Harden and Giannis. It kind of feels like that a little NBA-ish to me because I'm a Mahomes guy. I... I would pay to watch Mahomes. I heard Terry Bradshaw in the pregame. He's like, you know why I love Russell Wilson? He's a guy that can get me on my couch and watch football. It's like, Terry, you're paid to watch football. Like, you, should, you know, they, but it was kind of, no one noticed, but it hit me like, he's right. He doesn't want to, and I don't blame him. And you're never on your couch watching either. football. You're working every Sunday and Thursday. <laughs> I, I know, but he, he was fucking remarkable. He is remarkable. I, I, he's a legitimate, I, I don't think I've ever thought this before, MVP candidate. Because you could convince me that if he has like one of those 38 touchdown, two pick seasons, and they go 13 and three, even if Mahomes does, you know, 45 touchdowns and they go 13 and three, could it just be like, well, it's Russell's time? One of those, a little like NBA ish? Because like, oh, Mahomes going to win more. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is his year where he, and I, I wouldn't even argue. So I'm starting to think, is the Mahomes bet on him being the MVP as big of a lock as probably we would have said two weeks ago or even Wednesday before Thursday night. Because their guy, there's nothing like us, these primetime games. In Seattle, like I, I do think a lot more people just end up on a Mahomes game on a Sunday day or Sunday afternoon just because it's like, well, Chiefs, Raiders, or Chief, he, and he just does like four touchdowns in a quarter. A couple days ago, right, it was the national game, him versus the Ravens. A lot of people were watching. Well, last year they maxed out their national TV appearances. They'll probably do the same again this year. But they, but even like when they get the CBS afternoon game against the Patriots, that's, you know, yeah. most people are watching that. Yeah. Like, there are some games where you just – it's part of being on the West Coast where the East Coast bias comes in. You're going to miss some Russ. Even me and you. Like, well, we don't get them all on the television during the week, you know, weekend. Well, and think about Seattle it, games. too. Like, their division, they, they play four games a year in the last five years since the Niners got bad that are just – you just don't – no one outside of the people who have to watch and want to watch Seahawks With the Cardinals Niners and, and Cardinals. Seahawks Niners. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So Didn't it, fe- didn't it feel like – do we got a little rivalry going right now? Like, do the Niners kind of feels like Seattle and L.A. Remember last year? Seeing the Niners getting left out of the party? Well, we'll get into this here in a minute, but you watch Seattle, L.A. It did. It's different because the teams, like, the one thing, wouldn't you say, that made the Harbaugh-Pete Carroll rivalry so awesome was, one, there was a little history. So you just knew that, like, these Harbaugh, it almost felt like kind of drove Pete out. And then their handshake, and just you could tell there was some – palpable kind of hatred might be strong, but just the elite competitors that were also older and just 
weren't really going to be buddy-buddy. This one is a little more buddy-buddy because there was like a pregame shot. I, I just looked at the TV at like 4.15, so like an hour before the game. And it's Pete with a huge smile on his face and Goff's over there. They're hugging each other. And I'm like, you know what? These guys, there's, they have something in common. They're both California guys. They, the way they live life, they're positive people. Like, they just like each other. But the games, unlike the Niner-Seattle rivalry, which was, you know, felt like Mike Tyson versus Mike Tyson, mixed in with a little Chuck Liddell. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone landed a haymaker, stretcher was coming out. Like, that game last night didn't feel like a stretcher game. Like, you, no one's going to get, I mean, unless some freak happens, freaky happens, because the defenses are kind of shitty. But the offenses would just rustle in the peak of his powers and everyone's shitting on Jared Goff. He is the number one overall pick, and he got $110 million. He was a starting quarterback for a team that went to the Super Bowl last year that Todd Gurley was a shell of himself starting around December. So he's pretty fucking good. And a little new rivalry, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Because I think right now— Because part of this is the Rams before McVay didn't really have rivals, right? Because they just were shitty for so long. I did and- think that yesterday. Like, no one even—no one says, like— when LeBron left Cleveland, everyone was heartbroken for Cleveland. When the when when the Colts apparently uh, left Baltimore in the middle of the night, everyone was mad for Baltimore. No, not well, one. Dale, I have not doing? heard one person be like, "God, St. Louis." Anyone checked up on them lately? Well, like, well nobody's guy, checked stole, up on St. Louis. They stole the team. You know, it wasn't their team to begin with. Yeah, but I don't even think it's about that. Do you? You just when you lose a team, it hurts. I'm just saying. I think normally when a place loses a team people kind of check up on them every once in a while. Like, you just think, like, remember the Rams used to be insane? I have not thought until I saw a commercial last night where the fans in the commercial were wearing, like, fake Rams jerseys because it was a commercial. They didn't have the rights to the logo. I was like, oh, remember when they were in St. Louis? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, I don't even think that anymore. They're just the L.A. Rams. I I, I follow you. Like, the Raiders, when they're in Vegas, it's going to be for decades. Remember when they were in Oakland? Well, it, it happens in San Diego. Like, God, it, the, the the NFL, man, they should have just left them in San Diego. I feel so bad for those San, people in San, the San Diegans. It happens right? to Seattle nonstop with the Thunder. With the NBA. I mean, we're still talking about it. But it doesn't feel like they're going to get an NBA team eventually. Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying. It just, I don't even, it doesn't even occur to, I, I spent a year saying St. Louis Rams, and, and now I haven't even thought about St. Louis. Well, if you take away those couple years of Kurt Warner, they were relatively irrelevant for the majority of it, right? It's not like they even had really good teams. So, yeah. The, the Rams. Other, I think it, I, I also just think it's just better when they're in LA. Like, the Thunder are not better in Oklahoma City. They'd be better in Seattle. Do you notice how the one narrative of like Raider fans, we own LA's our spot? Like, that ended. No, it's, it's McVay and Goff's spot. They own the fucking place. Like, so, as they should. Because, yeah. like, the Raiders, they were there before. That, that's the one thing I think that makes the, the move. So much different than like the Chargers going to LA, definitely the Raiders going to Vegas. Like, there are people that are, you know, 50 years old that were like, yeah, this was my squad when I was in high school. They were here, you know, so it's, it is kind of a unique situation. Wouldn't you agree there? You know, it's not just like out yeah. of the field. They yeah. just, you I, know, the Green Bay Packers m- moved to Arizona. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, they, they did kind of come home, even though it doesn't feel like that, especially for like us younger people. You know, I, I never remember the L.A. Rams pre-St. Louis. Yeah. Though, even, like, in our lifetime. I, I, I think they moved the same year the Raiders did, right? Like, 81 or 82. Or the Raiders moved in in 94. 
I guess the Raiders left Oakland at 80 and came back. They were, they were gone for God, they were gone. Think about that. The Raiders were gone for 15 years. How weird that. Like they weren't gone for like 30. They were gone for 15 fucking years. <laughs> they got, and that was 15 years. And this is what makes them so mad. The Niners won five Super Bowls. <laughs> Think about the timing on that. It's like, yeah, we won too. Yeah, not here. So huh. Yeah. Can't make that up. I know. It's, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. Um, the game was great. The atmosphere was solid, I guess. I mean, I, it's hard to tell from TV, but it looked great. I, I thought the atmosphere was elite. Um, the Chris Carson bobble touchdown was hilarious. My heart sunk when he bobbled. That ball popped up in the air for him. I didn't want that to happen to him. I had a weird feeling at the end of the field goal was going to get missed and the Seahawks were going to win. Uh, but I kind of did, too. Right? I don't know. Well, you haven't... He doesn't miss either, but... Would that have been a top five all-time drop? Wide open, in the end zone, fourth down, lo- a lob, like a little... It's bunny. like he, he set, like volleyball set past it to him. So it was... Yeah. Do you think it's sometimes... He's good. He is really good. That if you're an NFL football player, you'd rather have him put a little velocity on it that f- makes you focus Probably. than a little lobber? Now, he's lucky that it was, if you are going to bobble it on a lobber... Right, it's not gonna. If I throw a strike, it might bounce off my hands and go ten feet away, and I'd be screwed. The right. lobber's not gonna go that far. And luckily, no one was there to like hit a him or take the ball away. Or... Does Russell throw the best lobber on just like a roll around little lobber in the NFL? I'm not talking deep ball, which he is the best. Does deep he ball throw, throw just ball. the best ball in the NFL? Is it a thing of beauty guy? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's how about the ball he threw to Disley? That Disley caught like off his face mask, like Russell. <laughs> I think Goff throws a very catchable ball. It, it, when it's on, it looks very beautiful because it's yeah, not. I, that, it's it's just very catchable. I was uh, I was texting with my buddy Evan Moore last night, who played from the. He does a lot of Pac-12 Network stuff, but he played with Russell. I was just like, dude, this guy is amazing. And he's like, you know, here's what I say about Russell. I w- if I was a GM in the NFL, I would never hesitate to set the market with Russell Wilson, like just to make him the highest paid guy every time his contract comes up because. Not only is he inter- incredibly well, they've talented. done it. They've done it twice. Yeah, and he's like, it's, he's like, it's a no-brainer because I'm telling you right now. I don't know what he said to me was like. I don't know how he has time to be married to Ciara because Russell Wilson is obsessed with football. Uh, and I said, why has it got to be about Ciara? And he's like, I just mean any wife. He's like, I don't know how the guy has time to be married because I'm telling you, he is obsessed with football. Russell Wilson. I was like, well, that's a pretty good quality for your quarterback to have. No, it really is, and, and, especially you know your super he- rich quarterback. Well, you know what hit me last night is those guys clearly didn't like him that much. I mean, when I say those guys, I mean, it was led by Richard. <laughs> and I was just thinking about, like, in some of those practices early on, some of the mean things, I, we've read about some of them, but if we read about some of them, there has to be a lot more worse things that were said all the time. Like, you're fucking holding us back, just the constant. I wonder if that, for a guy that clearly is loves the sport, it's his life. I mean, Brady, like, he's given his life to it. That if that drove him a little extra, and then on top of he just already had the special requirements, because I listen, Richard, and all you guys, which I still think Richard would probably say that he doesn't think he's that good. Maybe I don't know how he'd still say that now, but like you guys were wrong, right? You guys were wrong. He was the guy that they thought he was. So like they wanted Russell to have all the success, yeah, because he was the franchise, and Pete and John have been proven right, and you guys weren't, right? Because you guys are not here, and we haven't skipped a beat without you. And Richard, you're having success, and 
Earl, you got some money, and Cam, I don't know what, you're retired, but like, we were right. And you know the one guy that was probably kind of nice to him is still there, Bobby Wagner. They're like, yeah, yeah Bobby Wagner, pretty normal guy, actually. <laughs> He's a good player. We like him. You can stay. <laughs> like, hey, Richard, maybe you should have been a little less adversarial. Maybe you still be there, too. Well, you know what he's like? He's like, uh, I like Tom Richard. Brady's the same. I like Richard, but you're just, there have been some hills we're all going to die on, and sometimes you're not always right, and that one looks worse and worse, right? Yeah. Because the well, stories I, were pretty strong about their hatred toward him. Well, he clearly got better, right? I mean, it's, it's sometimes but the he, intern who you, give, who you make get your coffee and call in coffee bitch turns out to actually be a pretty valuable member of the organization one day. But, 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 but isn't it fair to say, like, yeah, he's in the peak, like he's never been better than right now. But I'd say, like, by about, like, 2015, 16, it was clear the guy was special, right? We've known this now for, like, yeah, three or no four doubt. years. If you, if you were on the hill, like, he's not that good, you're a moron. Now, I think early on you could say, yeah, we didn't win the Super Bowl because of Russell Wilson. No one would argue with you, Richard. It was Tom was the same deal. Most quarterbacks, think how hard it is. Couldn't you say, like, it's pretty impressive how good Jared Goff already is four years into his career? For sure. But that's what would make – that's what's crazy about – Mahomes, right? Is that they are good because of him? Yes, yeah, he he's somewhat like if he of an pulls outlier, it off, he's somewhat of an outlier for sure. But he also had a unique story of he got to sit his whole first year and learn with a guy that helped him, and then he got to hit the ground running with a team that fully equipped. I guess the the one day we'll find out like what Mahomes looks like when he makes fifty million dollars a year with just a couple random receivers. Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe like yeah, we're always going to invest a lot. We just won't play that much defense. We'll just outscore you. That'll be our philosophy. That's how we're going to do it. I'm like yeah, I don't really blame you. I probably would too. Because here's the other thing about Russell. Now you were talking to him, you said that what Will Disley had twenty five career catches. He Something was a like that, he, yeah. he was a blocking catcher, or I mean blocking uh tight end at the University of Washington. He was a fourth round pick. Well he Russell was the Wilson second is, tight end taken from that team. He Russell Wilson's clearly making that guy a really good player. Like Russell Wilson's starting to elevate all these guys. So like you said, Evan was saying he should be the top player and never flinch about it. Well when your guy makes guys better, you never hesitate to give him huge cash. So Will Disley, I think, I, I think he has twenty three catches this year. He had twenty one catches last year at the University of Washington. Wouldn't you say that's the one hard part about that? Like, if you're a wide receiver, John, he was a defensive lineman for his first two years. Wow! Holy fuck! He had four catches as a junior, and then wow! I didn't know that. That's a it's a good pick there by those guys. Do you think they had a little inside intel, just having them right in their backyard? Pro- yeah, I mean, I would. But not that inside. I mean, they took him in the fourth round. <laughs> well, no, you, yeah, it's value, though. I mean, no one else was taking the former defensive lineman who had 21 catches. But you, but I think you see this at that position, right? Kittle's a little like that, not very productive, and then he's really good. It's just one of those positions that you're like, damn, you got a tight end in the mid-rounds and he becomes a star? Like It, it happens pretty consistently now. Or you can just take Fernand Davis or TJ Hawkinson in the top 10. But you better hit that. You feel way, Would you rather take TJ Hawkinson or Vernon Davis in the top 10? Or a Kittle or Will Disley in the late rounds. It does feel a little better getting the late round guy. Well, what, hold on now. Would I rather take Vernon or Hawkinson? Vernon. Would I rather take Kittle or Disley? Kittle. But so I'd I rather take like, Kittle I, than Hawkinson and probably Davis, but I wouldn't take I think you're Disley under, over I, Vernon. I think you're underestimating Hawkinson. 
You well, no, I'm just no, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I don't like he's a rookie. I just know Kittle is fantastic, and I know Vernon is fantastic. That's all. Yeah, I'm not necessarily even just using those. I'm just saying, like, get yourself a Pro Bowl level tight end. Like Kittle might be like Hall of Famer, but I'm saying a Pro Bowl level guy, late rounds, or Pro Bowl level guy in the first round. Doesn't it feel like the late round feels a little bit better? <laughs> we got this motherfucker in the fifth. That's right. It's just definitely an ego boost. <clears throat> now. Seattle isn't that big on hitting on first-round picks. I don't know if you've noticed, but their guy was a healthy scratch. So well, Not just that guy. The second-round pick was, too. They are 4-1, and one, but that's not ideal because you go, God, could you guys be even better if those guys were having impacts? Because this note, I got a lot of people tweeting, well, that speaks their depth. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots and Chiefs play their first-rounders. Like, your first-rounder should play every year. That's not, this isn't about the depth, the depth. Yeah, you take a guy in the first round to fucking play. Like, they should be an instant addition. And let's not act like this isn't the 2012 Seattle roster, right? There are, I don't know if you noticed, they got some holes some places. Even as pass rusher, like their pass rush isn't exactly LT coming off the edge every play. They, yeah. they weren't really getting to Jared except when they blitzed. Jared's tough. I'll give him that. He, he is, is a so- tough player. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.